Hello. Happy Monday. I hope the week is starting brightly for you, whatever the weather, wherever you are. Welcome to episode two of What the Fuck Have I Done? Telling the story of the most boring midlife crisis ever as I share the highs and the lows of my career change from globetrotting artist to human rights lawyer. So I'm now three weeks into my studies, and that feels a good time to reflect on how it's all going because it's been quite intense. New environment, new people, new ideas, and it has felt pretty overwhelming at times because it's a lot. Beyond the very dealable with newness of everything, which is also actually really good fun, and while we've been eased into the content of the modules we're studying, certainly in the first few weeks, still the sheer volume of information and reading and knowledge that we have to acquire is very easy to become overwhelmed by. Especially, I'd say, for those of us without any prior legal training. I mean, yeah, I have a good broad knowledge and understanding of the political and legal systems that are the context for what we're studying, but really, there is a huge amount of detailed understanding that could easily be a lifetime's work. But that's okay. Because that's the work, right? And that's what I use my time to do. But I'm also just noting that I have moments of this overwhelm that feel like they could, if I allowed them to, tip over into an unhelpful or debilitating level of anxiety. A side note here. That word that I used just now, noting just in case you're not already aware of it, is, I think, a really useful psychological tool that I was introduced to by a therapist. It's basically just describing your thoughts, noticing that you're thinking something, maybe that's an intrusive or a negative thought, and just allowing it to be present. Not trying to control it, just letting it be itself, and then moving on to the next thought, it's essentially a form of mindfulness that I find a really useful way of allowing individual and distinct thoughts or concerns to exist without them spiralling into other, often highly unlikely, imagined, worst-case outcomes. I like to think of it as like riding a wave. I don't surf. Well, only in my imagination. But in my imagination, I'm riding the wave of the feelings that thought is inspiring, knowing that the wave will subside. So if I can just stay relaxed and in the moment, present, while I'm riding it, then the wave will eventually subside. And, and that is better than being swept away with no control, dumped off and into its churning mass of kinetic energy and violence and being rolled around inside it, unable to breathe and then eaten by sharks. Anyway, one of the waves I've been riding these first few weeks is that sense of overwhelm, inspired by the thought that there is so much I don't know. And how will I ever know it all? Because in order to understand international human rights law, I will have to learn everything that has ever happened in human rights law up to and before now. And, and this wave has felt pretty big at times because I'm also coming to understand that the law isn't, and this was naive of me, I, I understand that, the law isn't clear or just a set of rules that we can all clearly gather around. I mean, I did know that, that 
there are specifics and circumstances and precedents and arguments, but I have definitely also had to come to terms with, whilst being on top of this wave on a surfboard that I'm still only just learning how to ride, that the law is, like everything else, annoying. The answer to every question is, well, it depends, which is particularly upsetting when the very current questions you're being asked to consider are questions of war crimes and genocide in a time when death tolls in conflicts around the world continue to escalate and human rights defenders are killed by their own governments and it feels like no one is prepared to or able to even actually do anything to stop these things from happening. So yeah, it's a big wave. And I'm not even actually living those things. So there are four things that have been really helpful in the midst of all this uncertainty for me in this last week. The first thing is the personal experience of having felt this sense of overwhelm before and it being okay. The occasion I've thought about most this week was when I was working on a project back in 2007 the ethics of progress, in which I set out to make a show for anyone aged 14 or upwards that explained quantum physics in 45 minutes. Because after the excitement of the initial idea for doing that had passed, and the actual work began, I very quickly became really freaked out by the ridiculousness of that ambition. How the fuck was I supposed to explain quantum physics when I didn't understand physics? There are people who have spent entire lives and careers studying this all day, every day, who still don't understand quantum physics. What the hell was I thinking? But I rode that wave, and by building and trusting a clear process, and through a deep consultation with some very patient experts, and the support and collaboration of my wonderful colleagues and co-writers, we achieved that ambition, quite brilliantly, actually. I mean, I'm not saying I'm an expert in quantum physics. That would be rude and disrespectful to all those people that really are who have degrees and PhDs and careers specialising in that subject. But I do definitely understand it fully enough to be able to pass on, to teach many of its core principles and surrounding issues. So I've been here before and there's work to do, but I like work. So I know when I begin to spiral about how overwhelming this feels right now, I know that this is a process and that a deep and clear understanding is achievable. Second thing, like during that process of learning about quantum physics, is I'm again surrounded by brilliant, experienced, super smart experts, my lecturers and teachers and collaborators, my fellow students, who come from all across the world. Uganda, Ghana, India, Pakistan, Kashmir, Kurdistan, Azerbaijan, Turkey, Russia. And the learning and the understanding I get from lessons and conversations with all of them are not only educational, insightful, interesting, they're also deeply grounding and reassuring. Because while they, we, express optimism that we can together make positive changes for the better than I, we are not doing this alone. The third thing I'm carrying with me is something Professor Monica Hakimi said on a recent episode of the really excellent Jib Jab, The Laws of War podcast. 
The discussion was specifically on the question of whether Israel has a right of self-defense under Article 51 of the UN Charter in response to the Hamas attacks of October the 7th last year. She said, The law is somewhat splintered and fractured, but that is not to say we don't have law here. It means the law is not evenly or widely or consistently deployed by all who are participating in its application and construction, which is as frustrating as it is helpful, but it is helpful to hold that as a piece of understanding for me, that there is law and conversation and process and solidarity, but the law, of course, doesn't exist in a bubble. There is context, politics, that it is in. And that understanding becomes more hopeful than frustrating, I think, when coupled with the fourth thing that has struck and stayed with me this week. It's the closing line from an article written by Dr. Carrie McDougall, who was writing in 2021 about the frustrations of the ICC, the International Criminal Court, not having jurisdiction to prosecute Vladimir Putin and what alternative options there might be. Dr. McDougall wrote, Our current inability to deliver justice perfectly should not be a reason to avoid the pursuit of justice that is within our reach. So that's what I'm holding on to, taking with me into my Monday and the rest of my week so that I don't become overwhelmed by it all. I hope you have good weeks. Please do send me any thoughts or feedback you have. Links for getting in touch and to the articles and podcasts I've referenced and, in fact, a 2007 video of me explaining quantum physics are in the show notes. I've already been sent some really brilliant stories about your own career changes and sliding doors moments that I'm hoping to share in a future episode, so please do get in touch. It's really great to hear and read those. Thank you for holding my metaphorical hand as I do this. I'm really enjoying the company. It's better, isn't it? Together feels better that together we might be able to work out what the fuck it is that we're all doing. I'll be here next Monday. Hand held out.